0: Sunday morning at 10.30
1: in the Delancey-Elin church building at Lake Bank St. Samson in the Channel Islands of Guernsey. To contact us or find out more information about us, please visit our website at delanceyelin.co.uk.
0: I started last week. Last week I talked about running the race. Uh, We have to run the race without interest. We have to run with perseverance and we have to run the race that is before us with our eyes fixed on Jesus. And so today I want to talk about passing the baton on. And of course uh, passing the baton um, saying comes from uh, the relay races that they do. The US were cruising towards the final and a shot at 16th gold medal in the event when Patton bore down on Gay for the last chamber. But the mix up ended with the baton tumbling to the ring so track. I don't know what happened, Triple World Champion Gay Tom McCordish. Was it in my hand? I think I felt it in my hand, but I don't think it was in the way the way probably my fault the end of the to make the path of this failure should used to have his meter fire. The night got worse for the Americans when their women's 4x100 team dropped the baton after a mix-up between the experienced Tori Edwards and the Williams, also on the third calendar, and also with complication of third informality. It was an echo of four years ago when Williams was involved in the box-handler with the Jones. And that's just one Example. I've saw many of us have watched relay races, and we've seen that that fumble when the the baton hasn't quite passed on. And so, I want to talk about today passing the baton on. Passing the baton on. You know, the the relay rules of of, um, relay races are this: the baton can only be passed within the exchange zone, which is uh, twenty meters long. So there's a there's a twenty meter Chance window for you to pass that baton off. Exchanges made outside of that zone result um, in de- disqualification. Passes p- must remain in their lanes after the pass. And the baton must be carried by hand. if it's dropped, the runner can leave the lane to retrieve the baton as long as the recovery doesn't lessen his or her Runners may not wear gloves or place substances on their hands in order to obtain the best grip of the battle. Any athlete entering the Olympics may compete on a country's relay team. However, once a relay team becomes competition, only two athletes may be able to use their substances. So there's not many many rules to the relay, but there is this changing perception you the, of the to pass. In order for the exchange to be successful in a relay, you require matching the streets, for the incoming and the outgoing athletes. We need to be the same. In order for a successful passing on of the baton, those parties need to be running the most well on the earth. The principle of passing the baton on is replicated throughout Scripture. And so I want to give three such examples today of the passing on of the baton. And so I want to look at three examples. So if you've got your Bibles, let's turn to Jerusalem, chapter 31. And we're going to look at the first example of passing the battle. And that's, pass, that's Moses passing the battle on to Joshua. The first one says this, Then Moses went out and spoke these words to all Israel. I am now 120 years old, and I am no longer able to lead you. The Lord said to me, you shall not cross the Jordan." The Lord your God himself will cross over ahead of you. He will destroy these nations before you, and you will take possession of their land. Joshua also will cross over ahead of you, as the Lord said. And the Lord will do to them what he did to Simon and all, the kings of the Amorites, who will destroy the land of their land. The Lord will deliver them to you, and you must do to them all that I have commanded you. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you, he will never leave you, nor forsake you. Then Moses' son and Joshua said to him, in the presence of all Israel, be strong and courageous. For you must go with this people into the land that the Lord swore to their forefathers to give them, and you must divide it among them as their inheritance. The Lord himself goes before you, and will be with you. He will never leave you, nor forsake you. Do not be afraid not be discouraged. And then in chapter thirty four, verse nine, uh-huh. at the death of Moses, it says, Now Joshua son of Nun was filled with the spirit of wisdom, because Moses had laid his hands So him. you the like to listen to him and did what the Lord had commanded Moses. So in that verse we see the passing on of the battle. As Moses lays his hand to him, so the Spirit of God fills him with wisdom to take that battle and to keep on growing with the race. Moses. Moses' words to Joshua are be strong and courageous. for you last step. As Moses is aged now and not able to leave, he's ready to pass on the battle. And so he brings words of encouragement. He brings words of Encouragement to Joshua, assuring him that that in the strength of the Lord he is able to carry on. He is able to lead God's people across the Jordan and into
1: their destiny. And it's time for the baton to be passed on. It was a big ask, a big responsibility, but one that Moses believed Joshua could do. You know, when we pass the baton on. There must be a trust, there must be a willingness to allow the one receiving the baton to run the race that is before them. As I said last week, we run the race, we are to run the race that is before us. We cannot run someone else's race, we run the race that is before, ahead of us. Moses has led and now his time has come to an end. He needs to pass the baton on and release Joshua into all that God would do through him. A lovely picture, a great example of passing the baton. You know, when we pass the baton, there should be no conditions. There should be no requests on how to carry the race that is before them. You know, the person running that race is running the races that is before them. And so as you pass that baton on, you're, you're releasing them to run the race that Christ has set before them. We cannot run someone else's race. So when the baton is passed on, we are to pass it on with the understanding that it will be different. We cannot expect the receiver of the baton to run with conditions and request to do as you have done it. Moses releases Joshua here and says, you can do it, now go and do it. You know, if that was the case, if we pass the baton on and say, well, I'll only pass this baton on if you do it this way, that is not passing the baton on well. If that was the case, we would be running with hindrances, and I said last week that we are to run without hindrances. We need to run in the freedom and the, and, and, and the, and the purposes of God. Without expectations, without those burdens that cause the runner to run slower and not well. Another thing I noticed about passing the baton on. When we are passing the baton on, we have to release the baton. It would be foolish wouldn't it if you pass the baton on to the next person and you kept hold of it. That runner would, would not be able to run the race that is before them. It would be crazy. And in a relay race, it would mean that the race would not be won. And of course, you would be disqualified anyway. You would lose the race. It would be disaster. And so, when we pass the baton on, I want to encourage us to be thinking of how we can pass the baton on. And who we can pass it on to. You know, this talks of discipleship and mentoring. You know, I haven't got time to go into a great lesson on discipline and mentoring, but I believe that discipline is a very important part of the life of the church. That we have all been given responsibilities. We have all been given, we are, like I say many times, we are the body of Christ, aren't we? We all have different parts to play. And so we play those parts well and then we disciple others to, to carry on those things that we have done. And so, throughout this lesson, this, this teaching this morning, you may be thinking, well, what am I going to pass on? What, how can I pass the baton on? Well, I think we all have things that we can pass on. Things that we have learned. Things that we have accomplished. And we say, right, now I want you to run with that. And I want you to run better with it. Do more than I ever did with it. You know, Moses Encour- is, encouragement is releasing. When he says to Joshua, um, "I will not be coming with you," so be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. These are words that, that, that um, Moses says: If the Lord Himself goes before you, and we will be with you, He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. What great words of comfort and encouragement! And these words are not only true for Joshua, but for all of us. As we pass that baton on, by saying words of encouragement, like, go on, you can do it. Um, be strong, be courageous. God is with you He'll never leave you, forsake you. As you release that baton, you release that person, the receiver, to run that race that is before them. When we pass the battle, we are to do the same. not use words that are negative, but use words that are positive, that are character-affirming. God has gone and does go before us. He will never leave us, He will never forsake us. He does not expect us to run the race alone, for He has gone before us. He is our protection. We need not be afraid. As Moses says to Joshua, don't be afraid, don't be discouraged. Because he is able and he is with you. You know, when someone passes the baton on, the receiver can feel quite scared, discouraged, or think, oh no, I'm on my own now. It's scary for the receiver to receive that baton sometimes. Especially if the person who is... Passing the baton on has been a mighty man or woman of God. And we think, well, how can I fulfill, how can I carry that race on? We need to remember that we run the race that is before us. And God is with us. And we will be successful in the run the race that we run. So Moses passes the baton on, and he passes the baton on to Joshua, and he teaches us. That when we do it, we ought to do it with encouragement and affirmation. The next uh, passing of the baton that I want to look at is in 2 Kings. So let's turn to 2 Kings. I'm going to read the account again. Another account I'm sure we'll all know. 2 Kings chapter 2. And this is about Elijah passing on the baton to Elisha. 2 Kings, chapter 2. Hallelujah. Is there a microphone on somewhere? Okay. 2 Kings, chapter 2. Verse 1 says, When the Lord was about to take Elijah up to heaven in a whirlwind, Elijah and Elisha were on their way from Gilgal. Elijah said to Elisha, Elisha, stay here, the Lord has sent me to Bethel. But Elisha said, as surely as the Lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel. The company of the prophets at Bethel came to Elisha and asked, do you know that the Lord is going to take your master from you today? Yes, I know, Elisha replied, but do not speak of it. Then Elijah said to him, stay here, Elisha. and he replied as surely as the Lord lives and as you live I will not leave you so the two of them walked on 50 men of the company of the prophets went and stood at a distance facing the place where Elijah and Elisha had stopped at the Jordan Elijah took his cloak rolled it up and struck the water with it the water divided to the right and to the left and the two of them crossed over on dry land when they had crossed Elijah said to Elisha tell me what can I do for you I am taken from you, before I am taken from you. Let me inherit a double portion of your spirit, Elisha replied. You've asked a difficult thing, Elijah said, yet if you see me when I am taken from you, it will be yours, otherwise not. And as they were walking along and talking together, suddenly a chariot of fire and horses of fire appeared and separated the two of them, and Elijah went up to heaven in a whirlwind. Elisha saw this and cried out, My father, my father, the chariots and horsemen of Israel and Elisha saw him no more. Then he took over his clothes and tore them apart. He picked up the cloak that had fallen from Elijah and went back and stood on the back of the bank of the Jordan. Then he took the cloak that had fallen from him and struck the water with it. Where now is the Lord, the God of Elijah? He asked when he struck the water. It divided to the right and to the left and he crossed Over another example another biblical example of passing the baton on great prophet of elijah passes on the baton to elisha to his mentee his mentor passes on to his mentee a great both great men of god he passes that baton on and the things i pick out of that i look we learn from this example of passing the baton on is that when we pass the baton on, we have to do it with loyalty. And and it also talks about receiving a double portion. And what we pass on is of great importance. From the account of Elijah we learn two things, two important lessons. One for the receiver and one for the passer. Firstly, Elisha teaches us an important lesson um, as as the one receiving the banner so for those for us as those who receive the banner we learn a lesson a banner baton we learn a lesson here we do we must do it we must do so with loyalty three times in the passage there we read we see that elijah was faithful and loyal to his master his mentor three times he refuses to be separated from elijah He knew what was going to happen before. He knew that Elijah was going to be taken from him. And that his time had come to pass the baton on. Yet he stands next to him. He stands with him. He is loyal. He is respectful. And he honours his master. He says, doesn't he, as surely as the Lord lives, and as you live, I will not leave you. A great testimony of loyalty of commitment to a man of God. When we receive the baton, we do not receive it with the mentality of, at last I can now run the race I want to run. That's not the attitude that we receive the baton. It's not like, at last, that, you know, you've, you've passed it on to me, now I can get on with it. That is not the attitude that we should have when we receive the baton. We receive it in humility, And in respect for the one that is passing the baton on. They have run the race. And they are wearing the t-shirt. They will always deserve honor and respect. And it's an important lesson for us to to learn here. as, as As we may receive the baton. How we receive it. And that we must receive it well. Just like in a a, a relay race, um, there is a proper way of receiving. And the athletes take much time practicing receiving that baton. There is a proper way of doing it. And so too, in the spiritual, there is a proper way of receiving the baton. When we receive that baton, we do it so with respect and honor for the race they have run. Remembering that we are only able to run that race because they have run the race themselves, because they are passing that baton on. You know, the relay race is different to all the other track and field races because this is a team race. It's not an individual race. This is a team race. And so the passing on of the baton is very important in order for the team to win the race, in order for the race to go well. So not only does Elisha teach us a lesson on, pass, on passing the baton, but on receiving the baton, but Elijah does also. As we find in 2 Kings, Elijah asks Elisha this, tell me what I can do before I am taken from you. Tell me what I can do for you before I am taken from you. And Elisha's response is this, let me inherit a double portion of your spirit. What great enthusiasm that is. I love that. So, give me inheritance of a double portion of your spirit. A brave and excellent response that Elijah Elijah gives to Elijah. When we pass the baton on, we are passing on inheritance of all that we have achieved and been blessed with. And this is the lesson that we learn from Elijah. That when we're passing the baton on, we are passing the baton on. You might think, well, why are you repeating yourself, Martin? When we are passing the baton on, we are passing the baton on. You have to remember that. It seems really simple, but we are passing the baton on. So what do I mean? I mean that many a man has said that they were passed the baton on, they maybe prepared somebody to pass that baton on to, but they've never passed the baton on. And so, Elijah teaches us when we pass the baton on, we pass the baton on. We actually do let it out of our hands and we pass it on. We don't keep hold of it. Otherwise, the 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 runner there, the receiver there, is waiting to receive that baton, and that's disastrous. You I've already said there's this 20 meters. If you don't pass the baton on in that 20 meters, you have disqualified yourself from the race. And so too, when we are passing the baton on, we must pass it on and release that baton so that the next person can run with it. How many lives and ministries have been disqualified because the baton has not been passed on at the right time? There must not be a reticence in passing that baton on. I presume that when the presumption is that when we are ready to receive that baton training has happened mentoring has happened discipline has been happened um, discipline has, has happened um, and so that there is a time when we are to pass that baton on and the receiver is to receive it and run run that race in the power of the Holy Spirit and so Elijah does this he doesn't hold on to that baton He passes it on well. but Because not only does he pass the baton on, but he also gives Elisha a double portion. You know, he's saying, he's effectively saying this, Go on, my son. You can do it. I want you to run faster. I want you to run higher. I want you to do greater distances than I ran. I want you to do better. So here is a double portion of my spirit. And that's a wonderful lesson. Maybe the greatest lesson really of passing the baton on. We pass it on and we cheer them on. And we say, go for it in the name of Jesus. Go for it, my son. Go for it, my daughter. You can do it in the strength of the Lord. It is a good passer who passes it on that way. And he wants to see the receiver run that race well run it faster and higher than they ever had you know that's true of the race, the relay race in the natural, when that person passes the baton on it would be foolish for that person to want that one to to fail because that means they've lost the race they pass that baton on hoping that they will run faster and uh, run faster and, and win that race and so the same for us we must encourage them the people that were passing the baton on to run the race fast and run it well. So Elijah in life to teach us some important lessons about receiving the baton and about passing the baton on. We do it with loyalty, with respect and honour, and we do it with encouragement and a double blessing. And so to our last example of passing the baton on, we find this in 2 Timothy chapter 4. 2 Timothy 4 verse 1 says, In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who were just living and the dead, and in view of his appearing and his kingdom, I give you this charge. Preach the word, be prepared in season and out of season, correct, rebuke and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. For I am already being poured out like a drink offering, and the time has come for my departure. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. Paul is passing that baton on to Timothy, and he discharges his responsibilities. He discharges um, his his words of encouragement. He discharges things to Timothy there. He says, preach the word. He says, be prepared. In and out of season. He says, encourage and correct. Rebuke and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. And he says, I have run the race well. I have fought the fight. I have fought the good fight. His time has come to an end. And so he passes that baton on. And so Paul teaches us another lesson of passing on the baton. And what we learn from Paul is that there is a time of... So I want to talk about this discipling again, about discipling, of mentoring Paul takes time to come alongside Timothy and teach him lessons on how to run the race with the baton. Paul doesn't just say, right, there you are, get on with it. He takes time. You can see in his letters as he writes the letters to Timothy. He takes time. He he writes to him, he he teaches him how to conduct himself, how to... Be a good minister, an evangelist, a pastor, a church leader, he teaches that well. And so, Paul teaches us a lesson here that when we pass the baton on, we need to take time to disciple, to teach. Valuable lessons that will enable them to run the race well, with the baton in their hand. I say teach them valuable lessons. This is not a time to manipulate. It's not a time to um, manipulate or conjure them into running the race how you think it it should be run. It is a time to release them to run the race that they feel led to run. But we can teach them and charge them with good instruction and wisdom. Lessons we have learnt along the way that would be of great value to the next person. And so the, the passage we read paints a beautiful picture of a master passing on his wisdom and understanding to his pupil and doing so with love and compassion and a good pride in their successor. Go on, that Go on again, isn't it? Go on, son. You can do it in the name of Jesus. You know, I've had the pleasure of passing batons on in my time, of passing batons on where I've mentored and discipled young people to lead young people, or uh, in worship, in different areas, I've had the pleasure of passing on the baton to people, of coming alongside and teaching them great lessons, giving them wisdom. And there is no greater pleasure, well, it's a great pleasure to see that person then run and flourish. And doing and rising up in the strength of the Lord. You should never be our, our motive to see that person fail. We always want them to do well. This is an important lesson in passing the baton on. We must always pass it on. Yeah, discharge your duties and discharge to them instructions and your wisdom, but also saying, go for it in the name of Jesus. See that person flourish, see that person rise up in the power of the Lord. It's such an encouragement. And even now, I, I hear of, of stories of people that I've passed the baton on, and they're flourishing, and they're doing well. They're doing well, and that's so amazing to see and hear. And I'm sure there are some here today as well. You've seen that as well, and it brings great joy to see people flourish. It's such a pleasure to be a passer of batons. As we have so much to pass on. So Paul charges Timothy to do what God has called him to do. To preach. To prepare well. To lead the church well with discipline and with care. And Paul is saying you can do it. But these are my words of wisdom. To enable you to run the race well. He says I have finished the race. So here's my baton. Now go and run with my blessing. A great lesson from Paul on how to run the race and how to pass the baton on. Throughout life, passing on of batons should be part of our lives. Whether it's passing the baton on from older to younger, from mentor to mentee, from one person to another, you know, age isn't necessarily an issue here on passing the baton on. You know, it may be passing on one responsibility to another. I want to encourage you to do it well. Moses, Elijah and Paul all knew the importance of passing on a legacy or passing on a ministry to those that could take it farther and to higher heights than them. As we pass the baton on, we are to do it with encouragement. And affirmation. We are not to be reluctant in the passing on, as this will make the handover tricky and difficult. We are to do it by encouraging the receiver on and building them up, affirming them and telling them they can do it and will do far more than you can. As we pass the baton on, we are to do it with loyalty and respect and honour. This is both parties, whether you're receiving or whether you're passing on. We must honour the next person, and the new person must honour the previous. Mutual respect and honour for each other. This is how we pass the baton on well. And as we pass the baton on, we are to do it with an attitude and a willingness to pass on our wisdom and our teaching, discipling the next person well so that they know how to run the race. Well, and be able to pass the baton on to their next person you know it's an honour to pass the baton it is a privilege to be part of someone else's life and it's a privilege to see someone else's life being used for God and you being part of that cheering them on to do well and run the race and finish the race well so I want us all to think about that passing the baton on how can we make the difference in
0: someone's life and in someone's race? Thank, Thank you for listening to this podcast from Delancey Elam
1: Church. For more podcasts, information, or to contact us, please visit our website at delanceyelin.co.uk.